Does your love of quilting extend to all things crafty, like sewing, crafting, and do-it-yourself projects for your home? Today's guest likes to quilt and sew and cook and decorate and paint pretty pictures. She has a business that is sure to inspire you to get creative and make stuff. Welcome to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Hello and welcome to the Quilter on Fire podcast, where I explore the quilting stories that will inspire, motivate, and bring you more joy and less overwhelm in the quilting studio. I'm your host, Brandy Mislowski, also known as the Quilter on Fire, and I can't wait to share this week's episode with you. So here we go. Jacqueline Steves is an artist and illustrator who designs quilting and sewing patterns. She writes and illustrates books featuring creative ideas like quilt patterns, craft projects, and recipes. She has a popular blog called Art of Home and is just an all-around lover and designer of handmade things. I have her in the virtual studio right now to meet her, see how she's grown her business, and talk about her Art of Home club. And I can't wait to share the best bits of her story with you. Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Brandy. Now, I always love to take a little look back. So what were the beginnings of your creative journey? Well, I think probably like a lot of people, my mom and my both of my grandmothers were just very creative. And that was mostly out of necessity during that time to make ends meet. They would sew all of our clothes and they would have gardens where like all the summer vegetables and fruits came out of. And I mean, I remember being little, like maybe five years old and we didn't have a lot of money. So to decorate, my mom would like cut out just decorations out of like construction paper, like for Halloween and stuff and tape them in the windows. So I just kind of come from generations of women who were creative and did all that homemaking kind of thing, just because that's how their mothers raised them. And it was really out of necessity that they lived their lives that way. Yeah. And you mentioned your mom and your two grandmothers. So mm -hmm. how did they sort of inspire you differently? What did they each bring to your world? Uh, well, I would say my mom was always very thrifty. So she could make decorations out of anything in the house. She could cook meals out of whatever was in the refrigerator or the pantry. And I, I certainly do that to this day. I can get very creative in the kitchen, rarely follow a recipe because it's just kind of like open up the cabinet and see what we've got. We'll do something with that. So that's something that I definitely got from my mom. My paternal grandmother was very much into gardening. She had a huge garden. So with lots of vegetables and berry bushes and flowers and stuff like that. So got a lot of that, that gardening from her. And then my maternal grandmother did all kinds of crafty sewing things. She actually worked professionally in a dressmaking factory for many years. So she certainly was up on, you know, like proper garment construction. And it was always funny if she would see somebody wearing a shirt or a blouse that was striped. And if the stripes were not lined up on the seam, she would be like, oh, look at that. They didn't even line up the stripes. She was like so offended by that because she was such a, that the right way to do it would have been to line up their stripes on the seams. So she was very particular about her garment sewing. But then when she retired, in addition to the garment sewing, she did things like painting ceramics and crocheting. So she did all kinds of different crafty things too. So just kind of an all around creative person. Yeah. So it sounds like you had some artful, creative people in your life from mm -hmm. early on. Okay. So where are you living now and who are your loved ones that you share your world with every day? 
Well, I live in southwestern New Jersey, which is actually very rural, where a, our county is very farmy, just lots, lots of farms, horses, cows, that kind of thing. I live with my husband and my chihuahua, and I have two grown daughters who live out of state, and then a son-in-law and a couple of grandchildren who also live out of state. Did you head straight into a creative entrepreneurship early in your adulthood, or did you transition from some other career or something like that? I would say, I, well, when my kids were little, I was mostly being a stay-at-home mom. Gosh, I don't know. Kudos to anybody who was working full-time and raising children like my daughter is. I just, I don't know how they do it. It was hard enough for me being stay-at-home mom and raising kids. But even at that point, I was doing a lot of just creative things in the home and always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit, I guess you would say. My mom and dad owned a business, so maybe I got it from them. But I would always like see maybe something that I was making or something I was interested in learning. And my brain would automatically go to, oh, I could, you know what? I could make a business out of that. So yeah, I would say that just the creativity in the home was kind of always like a hobby thing, but my brain always seemed to naturally gravitate towards that entrepreneurial part of it. So as my kids got older, I started just like dabbling in different kinds of like doing craft shows. I would sew things and go to craft shows or make little wool pins and sell them at quilt shows and that kind of thing. So that was kind of the, the beginning of the business part of it. I would say it was more like hobby businesses, a couple of different hobby businesses before like my kids got older and were pretty much self-sufficient. And then I really had the time to concentrate on really building what I would actually call a business rather than just a hobby. Yeah. Can you tell us what was your very first quilt? Okay. So I remember go, my kids were kind of little and I remember they were in school and I had a friend. Uh, and we would like once a month, just go out to lunch, just to kind of get out of the house and talk to grownups and that kind of thing. And we stopped in a little quilt shop and for all of the different sewing and crafty things that my, the members of my family had done, nobody made quilts. So I was completely unfamiliar with, I knew how to use a sewing machine, but I was completely unfamiliar with the world of quilting. So my friends and I were out to lunch and after lunch, we stopped at this little quilt shop and they had this a star. It was like, I think it was called one big star. And it was essentially like a wall hanging made with like gigantic half square triangles. And they were doing a class. And my friends and I looked at each other were like, let's do this. Because then instead of just going out to lunch once a month, we could actually go out like one day every single week. Cause I think it was like every Monday or every Tuesday or something. So we just, I signed up for it basically because like, well, it's fabric, which I like, and it gets me out of the house. And before we even finished that project because you know it was just one week at a time before I even finished that I was already like at home like I didn't know what I was doing but I was cutting up pieces of fabric and sewing them together and making little quilts and just kind of figuring it out yeah. because I hadn't gotten to that part of the class yet like how do you quilt this how do you put the binding on I don't know because we didn't do that yet so I was just kind of making things up as I went along so that was my first quilt Oh, that's cool. And who was it for? Well, it just hung on my wall for a long time. Okay. And then I, and then I think I put it like on the back of the sofa and then the cat like decided to claw it a lot. So <laughs> I don't think I have it anymore. Cause it ended up just being like all full of pulled threads, but I did have it for quite a while. Okay. So let's go from there. So you, you got introduced to quilting there at that first class and did you get hooked right away? Did you gradually get into it? I mean, let's go from quilting to your very first pattern design. So no, I was, I was hooked right away. Like I said, I didn't even finish that first quilt and I was already making other things. And then 
Yeah. And then because I was making things up as I went along, because I said earlier, I don't follow recipes either. I am not a rule follower, like at all. I don't like reading instructions. I don't like following rules. I would rather just figure it out and do my own thing. So yeah, so I was kind of doing my own thing. And then I thought, well, if I'm making these projects anyway, I might as well just like write out the instructions so other people can make them. Cause I was designing all my own stuff anyway. I was like, I might as well just write the instructions out. And so I think the first pattern I ever did was called ladybug garden. And it was a little quilt that I had made for my niece. I think my niece was maybe like four or five at the time. And I made this quilt with like little ladybugs all over it and wrote it out and made it into a pattern. And that was my very first pattern. Okay. So what kind of came first? Was it the pattern design? Was it books? Was it teaching? How did that all fit in with each other? Well, it was definitely, it was pattern design. And I just started going to quilt shows. Mm -hmm. And then once I had gotten a fair number of quilt patterns in my library, then I went to quilt market. And I think my first quilt market was I want to say 2008, 2009, maybe. And that was where I met a fabric manufacturer and just started designing fabric too. And then a a lot more patterns too, at that point, because then when you're designing fabrics, you're making, you're designing a lot of patterns to promote the fabric and show people what they can do with the fabric. So it all kind of just, it all just builds on each other. You take one step and you don't really, you might not know where that step is going to lead, but you know, it leads to something and then you just build on that. Yeah. And So would you categorize yourself as a certain type of creator? Like, are your patterns vintage, scrappy, modern, contemporary? How would you describe yourself as a designer? Well, not modern, not contemporary at all. If you look at my website in the first second, you're going to figure that out. Honestly, I would say cute. It's just, I like cute kind of usually girly kind of things. Sometimes I do something for this more guy or boy oriented, just with like more, like a more masculine feel or very, or more geometric. But generally my stuff is like, pink and red and turquoise and floral and flowers and little animals and that kind of thing. So I would just say cute. Yeah. It's pretty adorable. And so have you been teaching all the way along and do you teach like in person at guilds or online? I have taught and I have done guild shows, but I found that it was taking me out of the studio a lot. And what I just really love to do is design. Mm -hmm. So I gave up any kind of like traveling or teaching a few years ago. And sometimes I still get approached, but you know what? There's only so many hours in the day and you really have to decide what you want to focus on. And I just decided that I would rather be like designing in my studio. So I could, so actually, I mean, I do consider myself a teacher. I teach through my written patterns because the way I write my patterns, I have a very hard time following a lot of instructions the way they're written. So I, another reason I started writing patterns was I was writing them and diagramming them kind of the way my brain saw them and thought about it. So I really consider myself a teacher through the written instructions and like lots and lots of diagrams Yeah, because that's the way I see things and that's the way I learn and I can follow instructions. So yeah, that's the big reason why I write my patterns the way I do. And I do consider that the way I teach. Yeah. And we're going to get into your creative club after the break but one thing I really love about it is when you write a pattern or when you release something into the club not only do you get the pattern but you get all these different options you can do applique or you could even paint there's that's what I really like about that it it gives the reader or the member the creative freedom to do what they want so let's talk a little bit 
about your creative process. So do you start with a sketchbook and you're kind of a sketchy McSketcherson or do you do everything digitally? I do a lot of stuff on paper first because I'm very, my brain is very analog. To this day, I don't use like Google Calendar or anything. Everything is like, if it's not written down in my paper planner book, it just, it doesn't exist for me. So I'm very, very much a paper and pencil analog kind of person. So yes, so most of my stuff just starts as like thumbnail or just like really quick sketches on scrap paper. Honestly, I don't even use a sketchbook. It's just, I grab whatever piece of paper I can find and draw on the back of it and stick it in a folder. And that's, that's my design process. (laughs) Great. Okay. And you've been featured in magazines and all kinds of things. So do you have any highlights over your career of things that have Um, been kind of delightful? Well, back in 2017, if you're familiar with Quilts and More magazine, they typically do every year, they have a series, like they do four issues per year. And they usually have a series where a designer will do like one project in that series per quarter. And so 2017, I was the designer, I designed a line of table runner patterns. So I'd have to say that's really been a highlight because that was really exciting to me to not just get in a magazine but to have an entire series of projects in Colton Moore, that was really fun. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Okay, so let's talk about your studio space at home. Can you describe it to us? Well, I actually have two studio spaces. We started out as a home-based business and we outgrew that. So we now have an office building in the next town over, which is, it's a very cool old house. It's 200 years old was built in 1821 and it's actually on the national historic registry because it was on part of the underground railroad so that's like really cool we've got like a bunch of fireplaces and the wood floors and all of that so that's our workspace so I do most of my work here at the office now so actually the building has three floors third floor we're really not using for much right now other than I keep I have one room where I keep all of my samples because at this point I've accumulated hundreds of samples. So, but then the first floor is where we have a few ladies who help us cut like kits and they package the kits and we sell fabric and books and notions and things in our online store. So that's the first floor of the building is dedicated to the products that we sell online. And then the second floor is really kind of is the design area. So I have an office, I have a sewing room, I have another room, which is essentially just kind of full of fabric and a big work table in the middle where I can just kind of lay everything out and make a mess in there. So I like having a lot of space because things get messy and it's nice to kind of just have room to kind of spread all of your stuff out and see what you've got going on and what you're doing. Okay. And you mentioned your store. So let's talk about your website. Where can they go to find your website and what kind of things do you offer in the store? Okay. So the shopping sites where you can buy our products is Jacqueline Steves shop com, And we sell things like fat quarter bundles and notions and books like that. But we also have our own line of kits because we have started kidding a lot of my designs. So we have several kits there that are exclusive to our online shop because we don't sell them anywhere else other than our online shop. And then just JacquelineSteves.com is kind of like the blog area where we've got the blog posts and the sew along information and all, recipes, all the kind of free fun kind of stuff is there. Yeah. Okay, great. And if you're looking for the website, I just want to make sure you're spelling Jacqueline, right? Because it's J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-Y-N-N-E. Okay. So make right. sure you see that right when you're looking it up. And it's, and it's Steve's, not Stevens. Uh-huh. Like think about Rick Steve's, the travel writer. Everybody wants to know if we're related. 
I said, gosh, I wish we were because maybe we'd get a free cruise out of it. But I don't, I don't believe we are probably distantly. But anyway, yeah. So it's the same last name as him. <laughs> it sounds good. And okay, so this next question, I love to ask every single guest I have on my show. What brings you the most joy? Oh, I really love, <laughs> I really love just hanging out with my kids, my grandkids, my husband and my dog. Like that's my favorite thing. I mentioned that they all live out of state right now. And so like holidays, like Christmas or Thanksgiving, when everybody comes home, mm -hmm. I'm just like the happiest person in the world. I look forward to it for weeks and months ahead of time. And then it's just a lot of chaos. We go from a very quiet, cause it's my husband and I in a Chihuahua, very quiet home to the house is just packed with people and noisy family meals. And, and I love it. That's like my favorite, favorite thing. But then like maybe creativity or work-wise, I would say I just love it when inspiration just comes from anywhere, everywhere. I just love it when I, an idea will pop into my head and I've got five or 10 or 15 minutes to just sit there with that pencil and paper and just sketch it out and think about all the different ways that this idea could come to fruition. Because I mean, that's what I love about creativity and being in a creative field and creative hobbies is that there's just absolutely no end yeah. to what yeah. you can do with that, even just with a single design. Like when we put out a design and then people in our Facebook group are posting pictures of what they made with that pattern and they're all so different and they all reflect the personality and the preferences of the person who makes it. I mean, it, to me, it's just like, that is the coolest thing in the world is that you could take one pattern, one design and everybody has their own take on it. And it's, you're like, oh, gosh, I wish I had thought of that. That's such a great idea. Why didn't I think of doing it that way? Right. Yeah. So to me, that's just like so much fun. Yeah. I love that. So family is everything and that true creative moment when inspiration hits. That's great. Okay. So right now we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk all about Jacqueline's dabblings in fabric design. We'll talk about her sew alongs, blocks of the month, and her popular blog. And of course, the Art of Home Club. We'll be right back. Cotton Cuts provides premium fabric products through their 12 designer fabric and thread memberships, perfect for every quilter in your life. Their anticipated global puzzle mystery quilt launches in August, and they want you to join in the fun. With 10 months of pre-cut fabric pieces coming to your door in 14 beautiful colorways, you'll have a fun mystery to solve every month. Can you sew a straight line? Then the mystery is your next step to a beautiful quilt. Head to cottoncuts.com to join the thousands of detectives ready to solve the mystery. Did you know the Quilter on Fire podcast has up to 4,000 unique listens per week? And not only that, each advertisement is up for the life of the podcast. If you have a shop or a business with products or services for quilters and you advertise, you need to advertise right here. Go to quilteronfire.com, click on the drop down, listen and learn to find the podcast page. You can learn more, sign up to advertise and pick your date right there. And we're back with Jacqueline Steves. And this was a while ago, but let's talk fabric design. You designed a bunch of lines of fabric over six years ago for Henry Glass. So what was that like? That was a lot of fun. It's a different way of being creative. I've always liked drawing and painting and stuff. So it was just a really fun way to put a lot of those illustrations to use and lots and lots of fun to just lay out all those repeat patterns and come up with different colorways and stuff. It's, it's super creative because again, the, the possibilities are so endless with what you can do with a couple of drawings when you're creating fabric out of them. 
Yeah. And what was your, well, I have a couple questions about this because you already mentioned your kind of analog on paper, but what was your medium? Did you use watercolor or how did you design your design? Yeah. Yeah. So at that point I was doing everything watercolor hand watercolor and pen and ink. Lately, I have gotten into using Procreate on my iPad and I'm still figuring that out. So for me right now, that's more of just like a hobby thing, just trying to figure that out. I don't feel proficient enough in it yet to actually be putting my work out there <laughs> with what I'm creating with Procreate, but it's, it's been just a fun, like at nighttime, when I'm just relaxing and just want to zone out, just sitting there on the iPad and kind of sketching and doodling. That's been a lot of fun to kind of play and learn with that. Yeah. And so you mentioned that your patterns are not modern. They're more whimsical. They're kind of fun. How is your fabric design? Was it florals? What kind of aesthetic was it? I would say again, just kind of cute, whimsical, like little animals and, and flowers and that kind of thing. Okay, great. So we're talking about your creative business. So the art of home, which of course is on your website at JacquelineSteves.com. You have a nice mix of sewing, quilting, recipes, crafts, do-it-yourself projects, and like I mentioned a few minutes ago, your website is very whimsical. I'm getting to the question, I promise. Um, so can you tell us why the art of home is about being creative every day? I think that that goes back to my childhood and the way I was raised, that, that legacy of women who were just creative. And I didn't, at that time, I didn't think of it that way. Cause to me, that was just like the normal way that you grew up. And then as I got a little bit older and I met people whose moms didn't sew or didn't cook or didn't make anything. And I was, to me, that was like, really? Like I was so surprised. I thought that's how everybody lived. So, you know, coming from that background to me, it was just always a natural thing to decorate my home, make it pretty and make the things that were going to go in my home. It was like, I was going to paint a chair or cover a chair with a fabric that I wanted, that I picked rather than just being limited to what was available in the store. You can get a lot of joy just from planting a few flower pots. Right. And I think sometimes when we think so many people say, but I'm not creative, but the truth is that everybody's creative. My husband is an engineer and looking at him, you go, well, he's not very creative, but you know, he all day long, what he does is problem solving. Well, what is that? That is creativity. Your brain is coming up with different creative ways to do something. So yeah. everybody is creative. So even if you're not, I know most people listening to this are sewers and quilters and stuff, but even if you don't do that, where you don't paint oil paintings or something like that, it can be as simple as cooking dinner. And oh, I've never added oregano to this recipe before. I wonder what would happen. Yeah. Or I've never, I've never used this kind of pasta before. Let me try it. I mean, there's just, there's so many just little ways to just do something different. It doesn't have to be a big, huge thing. Just try something different. Yeah. And absolutely. that's creativity. Yeah. And okay. So let's get into your blog. People can go to your website, look at the blog and they can look at years of past blogs. Oh right? yeah. All kinds of yeah. content on there. Yeah. We've got so much content on there. There's okay. tons of stuff. <laughs> so this is what I've really been wanting to talk to you about. I'm so excited about the art of home club. So can you tell us all about that? What is it? Yeah. So the Art of Home Club, we have been running for five and a half years now, which I just can't believe. We're up to almost 70 months worth of content. Wow. So our every month we put out what we call a collection. So we have almost 70 collections. And the concept is that it's a mix and match concept. So every month we'll give you two, three, sometimes four projects 
And he will give you anywhere from like five, six, seven, sometimes eight different patterns or hand embroidery patterns. And we have all different techniques on there. So you might want to machine applique them. You might want to do some hand embroidery. You could do, we have a different couple different kinds of ways of doing fabric painting and hand embroidery. And then also the collections will mix and match in between each other. So like, let's say like this past month, we did a collection with bees in it, like bees and beehives and flowers and stuff. And we had like a table runner and a table mat, but like a couple of months before that, we had done a collection, which was a Holland inspired collection called Delft. So it had like tulips and windmills and that kind of thing. But you could take the designs from the bee and honey collection and put them in the projects that we did a few months ago with the Delft collection. So between being able to take all of the designs and mix and match them between the different projects and then choosing the different techniques. And then we would, we also give you every month, give you different ideas of, well, here's this quilt done in, I don't know, pinks and purples, but look, here's, what if you did it in like navy and red and tan? So it's really all about just giving you the tools to kind of, we, we say we like, we're going to help you to be the designer. So you, you get all these ideas, you get the patterns and you get the ideas for either changing the colors mixing and matching them using different techniques. And so again, there's just millions and millions of ways, infinite ways of putting these together. And then we have a private Facebook group and people can post their photos of what they've made. And again, it's always like, I'm amazed at the way people take the patterns and mix and match them or do their own colorways or something. And just like, wow, I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> yeah. But people come up with really good ideas for using the projects. Yeah. And first of all, I love the fact that you have all of this content packed into this sort of bundle every month. Mm -hmm. And it's like literally the price of a pattern. It's so inexpensive monthly. It really is. I mean, when, I, I, when you look at the price of like a single pattern now, it's maybe like one quilt or something. Yeah. And for our right now, our membership is 1095 a month and that's US. Yeah. And that has not gone up in probably over three years. And so for that, you're getting multiple projects, multiple applique and embroidery designs, and you're getting all the tutorials on the website. And those are, by the way, those are PDF patterns. You, yeah. We don't mail them out in the mail. They're yeah. PDFs. Yeah. And I love how your business is really built around this art of home club. That's really your focus. That's so great. And another thing right. I really enjoy about your website is that when you're on that page, looking at the art of home club, you actually have beautiful visuals of what some of your students have done. And it looks like they've taken things from different months and put them together. And it's so delightful to see that as well. So it really kind of launches their creativity. So that's great. Yeah. That's the whole, that's the whole idea of it is helping people to, because again, people will say they're not creative, but if you give them, if you give them the tools and the ideas, the stuff that people do, it's amazing the things that they make. Yeah. So this podcast is airing in July and I want to talk a little bit about your sew alongs and block of the month. So what's coming up right away? So actually at the end of July, we will be starting our block of the month. We do a block of the month every year. And this one is going to be called the secret fairy garden. So again, very, very cute, very, very pretty colors in it. It's got fairies and mushrooms and flowers and strawberries. So we're going to be starting that in July and it will run through November and uh, the patterns are free. You just sign up on our website and then every month you'll get the patterns in your email and every month is going to include applique options and hand embroidery options. And those are included in the patterns that you'll get. So again, even with our free sew-alongs, we're trying to help people to just make the project the way they want to make it. 
Yeah. You, you never, ever have to be boxed into making it exactly like the sample or anything like that. And then for people though, who want to make it just like the sample, because sometimes you see a sample and you just fall in love with it and you're just like, I want to make that. We will have the optional kits for people who are interested. Yeah, that's really great. So if you're interested in doing block of the month each year, it's a really good idea to be on the email list, right? Because then you get access to when the kits come out before they get sold out and that kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. And I, we send out an email every week, just one, usually once a week, sometimes a little bit more if we've got other things going on, but it's essentially just like, here's what's going on. Here's some inspiration. Here's, here's a, a fun quilting story that we found somewhere out on the internet. Here's a free project or recipe or something like that. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. And you have a massive online store as well. You're, you're so busy with your business. So do you have a team of staff? Do you want to give a shout out to your team? Yeah. Yeah. So our ladies that work, I would say upstairs and downstairs, and sometimes people don't know what I'm talking about, but I was talking before about how our office is set up where all the design space is upstairs and that's me. And then downstairs is where we do the shop stuff. So we've got Debbie and Lydia and Jen work on our kits. And we have another Debbie who helps us with like customer service. We've got Melanie who helps us with customer service. And Catherine is on Facebook a lot. If you're in our Facebook group, you have probably kind of met Catherine. So yeah, we've got a great group of people who help us out. Oh, and then my husband who God bless him works a full-time job and then comes home at night and spends his evenings and weekends doing all the stuff, like all the tech stuff and everything that I either don't know how to do or don't like to do. So he does, he's working a job and a half actually right now. <laughs> yeah. So along the way, have there been any big fails or wins like lessons learned in business? Oh, sure. I would just say that I think I have learned what my followers like. Mm -hmm. So the longer I do this, the more kind of tuned in, I think I become with just what my followers like. Because everybody's got a different audience because people like all different kinds of things. If you like very modern, very contemporary quilting, you're not, you're probably not going to be interested in the designs that I do. And that's fine. But I've been doing this for well over 10 years. And I think every time we do either an event or put a product out, sometimes the, the events go really, really well. Like I like, I'm amazed. Like, I can't believe how well that went. And then other times I think something is going to just be like really, really great and it doesn't do so well. So I think that you just, the longer we do it, the more in tune with our customers we become and just kind of figure out what people are really looking for. And things change too. I mean, we know that over the last couple of years, things have just changed and we have had to be very flexible in what we offer. And being so busy with a business, do you find that you're getting any creative time for yourself? Not a lot, to be honest. No, a lot of it is, I mean, I have a lot of people who help me make samples and I do some of that sample making myself, but most of the sewing and things that I do tend to be samples for the Art of Home Club. But I mean, I'm doing the design work. So yes, I guess in a way it is for me, if that makes sense. I'm not especially making things in particular for my own home. Yeah. But I'm making the things that I like. So I do enjoy working on them, even if it's not particularly something I have in mind for, oh, that's going to look perfect on that chair in the family room. Like that doesn't really happen, but I really like the projects you know, that we make for the club. So yeah, it sounds like you're doing what you love as a living. So that's great. Yeah. 
Okay, so now it's time for the lightning round, Robin. So it's a series of rapid fire questions. It's super fun. So are you ready? Oh boy, I hope so. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite notion or tool? Mm -hmm. I have the Fonz and Porter little HST ruler where it's just really easy to draw the lines onto your square if you're going to be cutting them in half to make HSTs out of. I use that all the time because it just makes the line drawing so much easier. Yeah. Everyone loves half square triangle tips and tricks, right? Right. <laughs> and how are you inspired to choose colors for your designs, patterns, and quilts? I would say that our, the colors are always cheerful. So generally the colors that I'm attracted to are going to be like pinks and reds and turquoise and yellow and just anything that's cheerful is generally what I am attracted to. So sometimes when I'm designing, I just we'll get a, a palette in my head. And sometimes I will just go through my stash and just start pulling out all kinds of fabric and just kind of see what works together. Okay. What is something your community may not know about you? Hmm. I really like to dance. <laughs> like I like to put on like seventies disco and like dance around my office, especially if I'm feeling like tired or sluggish, like the Bee Gees come out and ABBA. And I would never dance like that in public, but here by myself or in front of my family. Yeah. I really like some good old school disco dancing. Oh, that's so great. Dancing is such a great little pick me up in the middle of the day, right? Yep. Okay. As a creative person, do you have any collections like thimbles or vintage aprons? I have a lot of pin cushions. Some of them, um, pin cushions that other people have made and sent me. And a lot of them are just pin cushions that I've made. And they're just because I love, who doesn't love pin cushions, right? Because there's just so many different ways that you can make them and they're also useful. So. Absolutely. Okay. And you've already mentioned your chihuahua, but do you have any furry friends in the studio? Our chihuahua's named Alfie and he kind of splits his time between going to my husband's office and my office. Aww. So he's kind of like the office dog and Everybody loves him and he loves everybody. So, oh, that's great. Well, thank you for braving the lightning round, Robin. That was super fun. So, we've mentioned your website at jacquelinesteves.com where we can see everything you have to offer. But where's the best place for quilters to connect with you on social media? Well, we have a Facebook group called So Quilty Friends, and that's a public group. So, so that's a great place to meet lots and lots of quilters and creative people. And we have an Instagram account too. Okay, so they can check out your Instagram handle is at Jacqueline Steves. And now I'm going to mention the weekly contest giveaway. Jacqueline is giving away a copy of Silver Linings. It's a sew along booklet and it's an inspirational saying sew along she did at the beginning of COVID and it was a huge hit. So that is such a generous prize. Thank you, Jacqueline. You're welcome. Okay, now as we wrap up, Jacqueline, what do you want quilters, makers, or sewists to take away most from our conversation today? That creativity comes in lots of different forms and don't force yourself or think that you have to conform to whatever you're seeing on like Instagram or what your the other people in your sewing group are doing. Just do the things that make you happy. And remember that creativity is also a bunch of small things too. It's just doing something different. So if there's something that you've done a thousand times today, just do it a little bit different and that will help to nurture your creativity. Oh, that's great advice. Jacqueline, that was so fun. I just loved having you on the show. Thank you so much for being here today. 
Thanks so much for having me. It's fun. So that was my show with Jacqueline Steves. I love how her story grew from her beginnings with her two grandmothers and her mom, one grandmother teaching her to crochet, read music and learn ceramics, and the other giving her fond memories of plentiful gardens and family dinners. On Jacqueline's blog and website, you'll find loads of inspiration, including the Art of Home Club. And I'll end with a quote from Jacqueline's about page. She says, I believe that you don't have to be an artist or a chef or a professional photographer to live a creative life. Now, are you loving this podcast? Take a moment right now to think of a friend who might love it too. I'd be so thrilled if you'd share this podcast or write a review on your podcast app. The kindest thing you can do to support a creator is to introduce them to your friends. And don't forget, if you want to be the first to know when the podcast airs each Tuesday and have instant access to the weekly podcast giveaway, sign up for the Quilter on Fire email list. Just go to quilteronfire.com, scroll to the bottom and sign up right there. Thank you for listening to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Until next time, dream big and have fun in the studio with the Quilter on Fire.